Welcome to the Reverse Psychology Rewind. This is a bonus episode discussing the recently released new season of Frasier. It's episode six, Blind Date. If you haven't watched that episode, you may want to pause this podcast because there will be spoilers. I'm Curtis Shuck, and joining me is Ryan Sansone. Frasier. Frasier. <laughs> Frasier, Frasier, Frasier. I'm so excited, Kurt. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, if you've never, if you, if this is your first episode with us listening to this podcast, you, you may not realize that most of this podcast is just, just saying the word Frasier over and over again. Well, actually, do you know why I'm so excited? Because they finally have decided to do new episodes of Frasier. How great is that, Curtis? Yeah, this is the, the sixth episode of this, right? Oh, I think you're confused. The first five episodes was a different show that just happened to involve Frasier, but this ah. episode they released is a new episode of Frasier back from uh, what when was it the mid 2000s or whatever i'm trying not to telegraph my my final uh thoughts on the episode but it is really funny that you you read this as like classic fraser is back i'm not sure that's the take i got from it but sure i can see why you would feel that way i i'm not saying it's a good episode Okay. But what they they did a they did a Fraser style episode. They did do a Fraser style. You are you are very it's very farcical. Yeah. That is definitely happening here. Before we get into the episode though, I did have something I wanted to ask you about. So the this is uh, exclusive to Paramount Plus. This pod this podcast? That would be great. If we get them to, be- to buy this podcast. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah, they're not interested. Paramount Plus, we are available for very cheap, like shockingly cheap. I looked up actual people who work for Paramount Plus and I emailed them <laughs> because <laughs> what we talked a lot about how we would discuss these episodes and how we would have time to watch the new episodes, record our podcast, edit it and get it released like in a timely manner. I was thinking if we could just watch the episodes early. So I was I emailed somebody and I was like, can we get screeners? We've got a podcast. It's very popular. Just trying to, to see if they would like let us see the episodes early. I mean, that's that's by and large true. So well, did you get a response? Zero response. They did not even dignify my email with a response to be fair uh, to be fair to be fair well, to be fair did you contact like the janitorial staff or did you contact like the the people that send out screeners a department i'm now verbalizing i have no idea which one does that i wasn't sure who to reach out to i think i reached out to like it was marketing? like i think honestly it was either the the person in charge of marketing for paramount plus or it might even have been they might have had like somebody in charge of pr for the new fraser show that i saw like on a website somewhere so i don't know it went nowhere but uh, the reason i bring this up i didn't know which version if you got ads with your paramount plus uh but is there i'm sorry is there is there ones without ads yeah yeah you can get like a pre a more expensive tier why would you want to do that don't you want to know the good burger 2 is finally hitting the the air the airwaves you're way ahead of me even if you have the ad-free version which i do they still play a promo for other paramount plus uh, content but before even, the episode starts. Even if you pay extra. Yeah, so it, it doesn't interrupt the episode, but you can't start the episode without, without getting the plug. Does that annoy the hell out of you? Yes, yes it does. But what I wanted to talk to you about is exactly that. How excited, if at all, are you for the prospect of a good burger too? Makes me glad I'm not dead. I didn't understand. They said Cal was in it, but I didn't see him. So I, I have I raised that him. flag. I did not see him. I don't think he was like the, the guy that we were mostly seeing. We're seeing Keenan and some guy i'm unfamiliar with for the most part wait, wait, wait are you you didn't see cal mitchell that guy wasn't I in the I, ad you saw what i saw was the like the flashback like him doing it back in the day i don't think it was current cal doing it uh no next week when we when we inevitably get the exact same ad in front of an episode of another Frasier. Uh, I'm just glad to be, by the way, done with 
Zoe 102. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look and see. But I'm pretty confident that in the ad is new footage of you might have been thrown off because he doesn't look any different. Like he doesn't look like he's aged a day. Maybe that's it. Or maybe they just used old footage. And that's why you think he hasn't aged a day. Do you think they're doing uh, de-aging technology? On Keenan and Kel, the Keenan and Kel movie. <laughs> I would say, yeah, but Keenan looked, he, he looked of regular age. He looked like oh, he's wow. aged slightly, not a lot. He's had, you know, a fairly cushy SNL run, but, you know, he's aged a little bit and that showed. And Kel was, it was just flashback footage. Interesting. I, I do remember there being flashback footage, but I, I swear I saw up-to-date footage. By the way, I can only imagine the, the crossover between the people who love Keenan and Kel and Frasier is just you and me. And maybe Brad. Paramount Plus seems to think there's a crossover. They they it's a targeted ad, I assume. I don't think it's targeted at all. I think they've got a, a Paramount Plus show and they've got another Paramount Plus show and they're just like, we're just gonna put all Paramount Plus shows. Wait, whoa, whoa. Is Good Burger Two a show or is it a movie? It's a movie. You're right, it's a movie. Good Burger Two, the show would be aggressive. When I first started watching the new Frasier season, I would get ads for new Frasier before the episode of New Frasier. Yeah. Yeah, I got some of those. Like, you've already got me. I'm already watching. You don't have to sell me on it. <laughs> Actually, you do need to sell me on it, but we'll get into it. You need to sell most people on it. You don't need to sell us. We're contractually obligated to watch this. But for most people, they they still have to be talked into what they're, they just clicked. And those contracts are airtight. We have tried to get out. <laughs> Since we are contractually obligated, shall we talk about this episode? Yeah, of course. <laughs> How about we start with the B plot? Okay. Very little of it, right? It's not even a B plot. You're, you're talking about the uh, the play? Yeah, like the B blurb. This is a C plot at best. There is no B plot. There's only an <laughs> A plot and a C plot. Like This is like two half scenes make up the entirety of the B plot. Yeah, so so when they teed it up, I, I was annoyed. Eve j- jumps back and forth from being like a perfectly sane person to being an absolutely unhinged lunatic. Like she knows it's a terrible play. She knows it so much that she will not subject people she cares about to it. But she not only is willing to subject uh, Olivia and Alan to it, but basically tells them to their face with no shame that that's what she's doing. It's crazy, like, top to bottom, but, like, this is her fourth and fifth best friend. I don't know what she's doing here. I, th- this is another one where the cast is just a little too chummy that it, it just never quite makes sense, especially when you have, like, the surrounding characters interacting. It's like, why would these guys feel any obligation to go to Eve's stupid play? Like, they wouldn't. Especially Alan. She works at the bar that he is clearly a regular at. So I can see where they would have some kind of relationship outside of just being part of Frasier's crew. But you're right. Like, Alan's whole thing is that he doesn't give a fuck. So why he feels obligated to do anything, including hang out with her, I don't know. Yeah, like, if she dangled free drinks in front of him or something, you could maybe see him do that. But this... This made no sense. Olivia, we could, I guess, chalk it up to be her, her being desperate for friendship. Still, just the, once the once Eve's like this place shit, you can just go back and be like, never mind, I'm not going then. Can I say, I think there's an argument to be made that Olivia is out of character in this episode. And by okay. that, I mean, she didn't have a singular goal to win something. True. <laughs> that, that is all we've seen of her. Every Everything she's ever been is somebody who tries to win something. And this is the first time she is just a passive participant in an activity. I felt like she was in character compared to Alan. So I, I actually think the 
opposite. Alan was totally out of character unless he was just like drunk and agreed to it. And still, I think he could have gone back on it because it's Eve. Why would he care? I will say they did a nice job. They First of all, it was short. They did not yes. l- b- belabor this. They kept it surprisingly short, especially for new Frasier. We didn't harp on a single bit. By the way, the whole episode, I checked. It was like 23 minutes. Is that why it felt so good? I think they're tightening it up. They're like, we don't need to keep everything just because we wrote it and it, we have unlimited time availability. Like we can we can edit things out that are not good. But yeah, the, the, the scene was very short. We didn't get too much of bad play. But what we do get is sort of fun, just how embarrassingly bad the play is. Doing the full-blown play, even though it's dumb and bad, for only two people is really strange. Actually, a huge cast for this play. Huge cast. (laughs) I mean, the lead. She is the lead of the play and knows it's shit. It's not even really finished. And they've got this many people participating. And none of them had friends. Eve has done her job. She's brought two people. Nobody else could scrape together a single friend to join the audience. Well, maybe all of their friends also house them and take care of their babies for free. And, you know, they they would never subject them to that. So maybe Eve's the only one who has expendable friends. Maybe Alan and Olivia, these are the only friends anyone in that play has. In the world of Frasier, everybody's connected to Frasier. That's really implied. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it is, it is kind of uncharacteristic that the, the tangential characters would know anyone else. It almost reminds me of a joke from Arrested Development. In that show, there's a scene where he says, Those Hollywood shows are so incredibly detailed. And then he immediately opens a cabinet, and there is exactly one thing in the entire cabinet. <laughs> and it's very funny, like just the <laughs> meta joke that he's on a TV show with no real set dressing and that's kind of what this is they're like the only people that need to be there are alan and olivia for the the show we don't need to hire extras for the crowd and so they just don't (laughs) i in fairness it wouldn't have added anything to the scene right it still would have been what it was We, we would have probably done the same bits it just it it very much felt like oh we're doing this just to get these guys away from everyone yeah to iso the cranes yeah and then the, the resolution, we jumped to the tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Do you think that guy was dead? Well, okay. I had a real roller coaster with this one because at first, you know, he's still lying down as if he's dead. And I thought, I roll. This is a dumb joke. Of course, he's not dead. But they go up to him and they, th- they think he's dead. And at that point, I was like, oh, man, this show has balls. I'm really into this because it kind of seemed <laughs> like he was dead. And I kind of bought it. And they run out. And I, they should have just stopped there and they would have had me. I would have been, I would have been, I would have been calling this episode good, which ain't going to happen. I'll just telegraph <laughs> what if, that. What if they, cliff, what if they, if they really just switched up and cliffhangered that to be the whole plot of the next episode, that would have actually been amazing. Wouldn't it? Have? Oh, or even if they just did it and then just never brought it up again, even that I've been fine with. I thought it was very funny. The idea that somebody actually died and they just ran away. But then of course they undercut it by just having him get back up after they're gone. Yeah. But in fairness, like three episodes ago, we found out Frazier killed a guy on his show and that was the toss salad scrambled egg scene. So that's true. Well, I mean, I would be fine if there was a murder in every toss salad. That'd be fine with me. This is fiction. These aren't real people. I, I don't I don't care what body count we get. You know what? I'm in. Let's let's kill some people in the next one. This is, if not my favorite, top three. Of the toss salads. Yeah. Not of the episodes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Lord Curtis. Well, should we talk about the main plot? 
Yes, I yes, we definitely should. We get this set up in the bar with uh, Freddie and Frazier talking about being bad at, at love. And- wait, wait, the, before that, the only thing I don't like about this part of the scene is that Freddie and Frazier are just super chummy now. Like, when did that happen? Yeah, they come up like smiling, and we don't know where that came from. It doesn't know, make a lot of sense. I know we didn't do like the Freddie super, like Freddie Frazier super tension last episode, but they're not like best buds all of a sudden. There's a difference between. Uh, father and son that are not at each other's throats and a father and son who are hanging out at a bar together i get like it's if if they happen to meet there yeah but these they went there on purpose having a good time yeah didn't didn't make a ton of sense they're talking about their love lives and freddie remarks fraser has only been married twice i know we were in spoiler territory here i had to kind of like close my ears a little bit well i don't think you did because you already know of two Frasier marriages. We got Nanny G. Come on, give Nanny some sugar. Yeah. And we got Lilith. Frasier expects me to indulge in another one of his silly little fantasies tonight that he always wanted to make love with an alien. Yeah, but they, th- there was talk of a third one. There was talk of a third one. I think that was from Cheers. I think they're referring to Shelley Long. Oh, okay. I didn't marry Diane. I had just vowed to take her for my wife. Priest asked her if she would marry me. She looked around and asked if he was talking to her. That's good. That means that Charlotte, who we know he ran off to be with, and who in the first episode of this revival, they implied or even said that they were together for many years in Chicago and that she relatively recently dumped him. That wasn't a divorce. That was, they never got married. Like, I'm very confused now about what happened with Charlotte. That's okay, man. You People don't have to get married. They can just be together for a long time. It's not a big deal. They can, but it just, it surprises me. Does it not surprise you? I think you're thinking it's a healthier relationship than it was. Like, it might have yeah. been 10 years, but it was on again, off again. Like, they were cheating on each other. It was it was nasty at times. Mm. Okay, fair enough. She had a restraining order on him for, like, two years. <laughs> I like this, this bold <laughs> confidence. Not even, like, speculation. Just like, that. no, it happened. Yeah, I, I read about it in uh, John B's uh, Wikipedia. I actually thought this scene started getting pretty snappy and actually felt pretty good the rest of the way through. I, I remarked a couple episodes ago that I was bored. I clearly didn't like this episode, but at no point was, was, I, where I, was I looking at my phone. At no point was I turning away from it just like disinterested it it definitely held my attention because i think this is the episode they've finally gotten how to just edit out all the fluff and keep only the parts that are relevant yeah there's definitely a positive pacing to this the thing i don't get but enjoyed was frazier's like he made it sound like he'd never heard of a blind date even though in a couple scenes we're going to allude to the fact that he's had some we're clearly running back a frazier episode right his reaction is actually even weirder in this case I don't know if he's reacting to that like for Freddie being like, oh, that'll be perfect for Freddie. And maybe even I'll benefit. I don't know. I was that was confusing. But I still thought the scene worked. Yeah, I think it's interesting that there's no talk of dating apps in this episode. It just seems like it would be in the mix. Do the well, do the olds use dating apps? Is that a thing that they do? I think they do now. I you, think everybody does now. It's hard to picture Fraser Crane using a, a dating app. And he might not. I would be fine with Fraser not doing it. I'm saying Freddie is young enough that he is certainly used a dating app. We could do some easy jokes with Freddie, like teaching Fraser how to use an app, and he's just like, I can't figure this out. Absolutely. Or just Freddie talking about striking out on the dating apps. Like, pull up his profile and see how bad he is at his profile. <laughs> that would have been fun too. Yeah. So we get to the blind date, and June Diane Raphael shows up, which is a delight. How fun is it that she plays June? You must be Eve's friend. I am. 
Jim, June Patrick. Please, come in. You know, a much smarter man than I once wrote, spring being a tough act to follow, God created June. I bet you say that to all the Junes. And the occasional May. When she introduced herself as June, I thought to myself, wait, is that her name? Like, am I, <laughs> am I wrong? And I, like, had to Google it immediately. So how do you, so we haven't talked enough about other shows on this show. What, uh, how do you know June? She, she came to my awareness through Grace and Frankie. Hello, chef. Tell us what you're making today. It's personal lubricant. Mom, Frankie verbally molested me. Oh, that's like, I think the thing she's most well known for. I yeah. know her, I know her as the, the lesbian doctor on New Girl. Please don't take those pills. Take the pills. Don't take those take pills. pills. Nobody prescribed them. them. Why would you take, take them? them? No. That's a code. Take them. That's bad. That means do Don't it. do that. No. Those are designed for severe menstrual cramps, <clears throat> so they should cure your baby backache. Oh, gosh. It's been so long since I watched New Girl. I didn't even remember that. I, I had a hard time placing her because she's like, she's a blonde in this. I was like, who am I looking? I, I think I know this person, but I can't place her. Great get for this show, frankly. Great get and what a use, man. She she does some good work here, but I will say, first of all, that the, the, the blind dates are happening at the same time in the same place is weird. Like, weird timing. No, it's even weirder um, that they're having it at Frasier's Thank place. you. Thank you. That was what I was going to say. You can't do that. You cannot do a blind date at somebody's house. Yeah, That's even if, crazy. Even doing, like, what they were doing with Freddie, where it's like, oh, just you'll just meet, meet there, and then we'll party. go to the restaurant. Yeah, like that. Some people get serial I killed. I can see Frasier being dumb and naive enough to invite a woman to his house, even though there's a risk that he will want her out of his house immediately, which he is experienced before you know and uh the first dates are funny uh, sometimes it takes a while for two people to click sometimes you know right away and uh i think when you do you should just feel free to you are so cute click what click click the sound of us clicking but the idea that a woman would agree to go to a stranger's house especially a well-adjusted woman like if she was yeah. totally batshit crazy it would kind of make sense She's like apparently perfect for every man. I don't know what they're doing a little too much of she's great for everybody, which didn't make sense. They they do. They they have this thing where she's sort of flirting with both of them and highlighting aspects of herself that appeals to both of them, even though they're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. It is funny, but it is weird. Does she know who she's supposed to be on the date with? Your top interests don't have to be everyone's top interests. Like that annoyed me a little bit. But I did like that it, she waffled back and forth. You really had no idea for a little bit. She's the perfect age where you're like, I don't actually know who she's here for. See, I, I don't know if I fully agree with that. As soon as she walked in, I was like, this is Freddie's date. Because she is way too young she would have to been be too Frasier's young. She would have been too young for Frasier, but she's definitely older than Freddie. That is true. That is true. But I think she's much closer to Freddie than she is to Frasier. Even still, like I don't think it's crazy. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Like I could see why both of them thought she was for them, but at no point did I think she was meant to be with anybody but Freddie. I was, I mean, she came in strong for Frasier. She did, which was confusing. The show, I guess the episode wouldn't have made a ton of sense if then like a super young girl came in for, like if a 20-something came in for Freddie, you'd just be like, oh, I guess right. this whole issue's resolved. Obviously, Freddie will just do that. It was not clear who the other woman was, right? They took, it was deep into the episode before Fraser's date shows why up. Why was this woman so late? <laughs> a date was literally coming for you and you couldn't wait until I arrived? To be fair, you were a bit tardy. To, well, to a stranger's apartment who she's never met. She was getting her uh, taser recharged. 
Probably doing a background check. I wondered at one point was was this Eve's plan just to mess with them? Was there only ever one woman? I think I would I would rather had that. Yeah, because the way she's kind of flirting with and and perfect for both of them felt a little too perfect. Like how could she know these things or be this perfect? I kind of thought maybe this is like an actor friend of Eve's. And she's just uh, enjoying the prank of showing up to mess with them. And well, I kind of we, thought that's where they were going. Why would Eve know a good actor? And that's that's why they ended up having to pivot the episode into what we got. <laughs> <laughs> too, too big of a plot hole. <laughs> like, this is Frasier, but even that's a plot hole too big for us. I guess if she's messing with them both, then her typing in FR is really funny. Like, the writer jokes become way funnier, I think, if it is her messing with them. That's a, that is a great example of a joke that would work in that context, but doesn't really work in the real context. Just responding to a friend. Date is going well so far. Having a lot of fun with FR. Oh, get autofilled. Why is she spelling out? Because she's a good-looking 60-year-old. She was meant for Frasier. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> announcing what she's typing as she goes. And when That's she what gets, old people do. She's only in her 40s. Relax. That's what I'm saying. I think she's in her 60s. I, at that point, as she's, as she's announcing yeah. it, she's like, I'm really for Frasier. I read out my texts as I type them. It's so strange that she, she reads out the text as she types it, but slows down to only include the letters at one point, like in the perfect <laughs> moment to mess with them. You got to remember F, F and R are very far from each other on the keypad. Now the weirder move is when she splits, splits them on the couch. She's like, I need to sit in between both of you. That's a weird move. I, th- I did think it was funny. Frazier comes up with this idea and he's so proud of himself. I really enjoyed how happy he is with himself when he comes up with the idea that we'll just sit down on the couch and whoever she sits next to is who she's there for. That he tries to also put his thumb on the scale because he says to her, come sit down and pats the seat next to himself. Is Pat's aggressive. It is an aggressive pet. And then Frazier says he likes laser tag. Okay, let's stop the whole show and talk about that. Not the murder. This is the biggest crime this episode commits. It introduces the idea of Frazier as guy who plays laser tag, and we don't get to be there and see that. I would love to see an episode of Frazier tag. Frazier tag. I'm in. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> I would love to watch Frazier tag as well. We got three episodes. Don't don't count out the writers just yet. Four. What? There's four more. I'm sorry to crush your dreams. There's four more of these. I'm I'm contractually obligated to do three more. Uh, (laughs) Getting up to get Lawrence back on the line. Get Lawrence for, I guess, uh, Ep9. I don't know. If if that's the Frasier Tag episode, though, I will be devastated. Yeah. I think it's a really funny thing that he thinks that's what uh, plebes do. That's how you interpreted that as well, right? He's like, oh, Freddy and his buddies in his off time, they play laser tag. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was being genuine in that moment. I think he was trying to to play the game. No, I definitely don't. Not the game of laser tag. The game game with uh, June. (laughs) Do you think June's a laser tagger? Because that that didn't really fit. I don't know where laser tag came from. I'm just glad it happened. Was it a panic? Do you think it was a panic order? I mean, the way he padded that seat, he is he's not exactly he's out of his element uh you just you you, you, sorry you jumped past it way too quickly buddy oh i'm sorry we've got a powder room alert drop the power room ah return of the powder room and they highlight it they really emphasize the fact that there should be a powder room. Okay, they do. But are you disappointed as I am that we don't see it? There is no door 
that we get to see her go into. Yeah, it's like why ask for a powder room and not use it? That's aggressive. No, I mean, I mean the set. I'm saying the set. Did she? Did she go to it? Oh, sorry. Actually, I panicked because I blacked. I was out of my element. I was like, oh, we got one. You heard powder room and you just you passed out and then you woke up and it was the scene with the old lady. I blacked out. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I am mad. We were, we were denied. In a set that doesn't appear to have a visible door to a powder room, uh, getting a mention at all, call out is is very welcome. Yeah. But I mean, this is a girl that was teed up to to love everything Frasier and Freddie love, and we know Frasier loves a powder room, and we see it even in this crazy apartment he has. Yeah. The the real star of this episode to me is Ida. When Ida shows up. As the babysitter, who Frazier thinks is supposed to be who he's set up with, that's a delight. Because she yeah. is so cranky. I'm looking for Frazier. Yes, Ida, please. Uh, come in, won't you? Uh, will you excuse us for just a second? All right, but be quick. I'm not going to live forever. <laughs> he lets her in. And then I think he and Freddie go out to the hall to talk about something. And when he returns, Ida is just standing there. She's not interacting with June at all. She's not. She's not... <laughs> engaging with her environment she is just staring like she doesn't exist until the plot resumes <laughs> that, is that was a great choice no, she's very focused like she has to get a baby fed like you don't have yeah. time to worry about who's dating who like you have to get this milk which was probably two percent which is no good yeah i didn't like i don't know why they gave her the soy milk for the baby oh it ended up being soy milk that's not good i don't think they identified what kind of milk it was it was just in one of those generic like it was not breast milk we know that it wasn't formula that would be really really creepy if fraser had a carton of breast milk in his fridge but would would you be that surprised if you found out he did i want to say no but i mean he is weird weird guy he's a weird guy and he's now acknowledged he's rich and as you get rich and like you accept it you get weird okay let's talk about the real like overarching weird of this episode and this is not new fraser going off the rails this is not uh new fraser misunderstanding what fraser was about we get father and son chasing the same woman in this episode which we know from what we have seen is a very common recurring theme of the television show Frasier. We're literally one a season at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This is crazy. Which it's the, nuts. The, the only thing that's funny about that is that Frasier is is noticeably nervous during this situation. And he should be. He lost last time to a very old man. And he's now facing off against someone who's like 60 years younger than his old opponent. So, of course, he should lose. Even weirder that we double down on the old guy wins the girl that's that's probably too young for the old guy. Yeah. What is going on? Also, the way Freddie finds out. My friend set me up with this firefighter and he's great. But his dad is here and weirdly... I think I'm more into him. He actually handles it very well. He should be fucking destroyed. <laughs> he should be, but also, June, that's not the call you make in the house. You will get, you're already no. going to get murdered in this place. <laughs> don't, don't make it worse for yourself. What are you doing, June? Why did you come here in the first place? Why are you trying to date two guys of like a 40-year age gap? And why are you telling the young guy that he's lost? That's a crazy thing to do. In fairness, she thought they were in the kitchen. Which would be soundproof. No risk of sound carrying. Yeah. But also, like, she also didn't hear him coming. Like, you can't assume that he's a stealthy ninja. He was facing away. 
Like, <laughs> you're not going to do a lookout? You do a lookout. You got to do a lookout if you're going to say something like that. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Especially because I don't think it's out of play that she's trying to get with both of them at this point. She might like Frazier better, but she could easily just swing them both one night the next night, you know? Maybe even the same night. I don't know. We talked about Frazier potentially doing the double date situation, which, again, we haven't seen the episode in the Upside Down, but I thought that was a pretty fun callback to something I've not seen. That's very funny. Do the ladies have to be both so offended that he wants to get with both? Also, there's no way that they're getting a drink together afterwards, right? It all happens so fast. They discover both of them want Frazier. He learns that, tries to put together a caper so that he can make that happen. Thanks. His son, who's really losing out in this deal, is going to play along. Well, his son offered a little bit, to be fair. Uh, he was joking, but like he did offer. After 22 minutes of June, Diane, Raphael hanging out in the living room, disinterested in what's happening in the kitchen, suddenly she and this other woman are investigating and yeah. finding out what's, <laughs> what's up. Suddenly they can hear the kitchen. Immediately are offended. You're right. They're offended that he likes both of them. Not only is, is June offended, but she goes from being like, maybe I'll sleep with both these guys to being like, I am not sticking around here for another minute. Like, you're telling me she finds out Frazier's a creep. She's not, first of all, why does she even care? She was about to try to get with both of them. But why isn't she just switching to Freddie, someone she still seemed interested in and definitely clicked with? She moral high ground so hard for somebody who was on a blind date and talking about getting with the guy's father. Like Which that is, is crazy, yeah. On the date, in his house, <laughs> telling another person over the phone, not quietly, that that's what she wants to do. Now, the other girl who shows up 40 minutes late or whatever. You were a bit tardy. Fair. You know what? She's looking for any excuse to turn around because she knows this is crazy. She knows yeah. it's a crazy thing to do. Yes. And, you know, maybe June is just a real follower. The whole episode, she's basically pandering to both Frasier and Freddy. So um, when another person enters the room, she's like, well, I'll do whatever she wants. Maybe she's trying to go sleep with this girl. I don't know. She might be. I think that's in play. She's been a lesbian on other shows. I don't know if that carries over. <laughs> So did you think this episode was good? Did you think it was bad? Or was this one ugly? I am really trying to not let you bring me down in the mud. I thought this was good. I know I say that every episode. This is the best one. Regardless of what you say, this was the best episode. You also say that every episode. That's fine. Every episode can be better than the last. Every episode could be number seven. I want to say that for episode like two, I was worried that that was the best one we were going to see. And we've seen two or three better episodes since then. Not all of them, but... I thought this was good. Yeah, I remember being really, really forgiving of episode two because of how bad episode one was. And we've definitely, in the middle of this season, again, I don't think it's fair to call it a stride, but we've gotten something resembling a stride that is much better than we feared it would be on episode two. I mean, minute count alone helps. I don't know if you clocked it. No, David helped every single bit of the Oh my gosh. Uh, Oh my gosh. I did not clock that. I did not realize that David wasn't present. And you're right. It lifts the whole thing. He had the B plot. He had the B plot that the (laughs) editor just wisely cut completely out. That's the six minutes we weren't missing. You know, we weren't missing six minutes of a a character that belongs somewhere else. And I liked it. You know what would have been funny? Him not being in the episode is really funny. Turns out that's a (laughs) funny thing. If they had to like contractually include him in the episode and just needed somewhere to put him, it would have been funny if at the end of the tossed salad and scrambled eggs when they're running away from the dead body, if they just, as they're panning, as they run out of the room, if they just kept panning back towards the audience and you found out David was just quietly sitting there the whole time. <laughs> 
That would have been fun. So in my notes, I just wrote bad. Just bad. <laughs> that is what I wrote. I did not like this episode. But I got to tell you, recapping it with you, discussing it with you. Finding out there was no David. That, first of all, you know, 10 points to Gryffindor. Like, you, you, you didn't wait, have David in here. You were waiting for the David shoe to drop, and it never did. So I think that's why you, you, you dinged it. I was, I was stressed out the whole episode. <laughs> He's lurking around every... He might be in the powder room. I don't know. Right away, I would say that jumps this uh, from bad to at least... Ugly. I really don't know if ugly is supposed to be. I, we've never defined ugly. You know, ugly when you see it. It's it. Yeah. This episode is right on the border between good and bad. It's, if you don't want to, if, if you want to call it bad, that's fine. Or even if you want to call it on the border, what's an episode we've seen so far that's better? Third episode that you did not uh, join me for the podcast. Okay. So you you liked that one because you got to talk to your buddy Lawrence. <laughs> exactly what happened. You're like, this is a good episode. <laughs> I can just talk to anyone else. This is amazing. No, you've turned me around. You have brought up good points. When you remind me of the parts that are good, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not being like, no, man, you're wrong. That sucked. I do agree. Like some of this stuff is is fine. It's good. It's it's not amazing. It's not top tier television, but it's it's fine. You know what is you know what's interesting about this episode though? There's not a lot of Alan who we both really like. So it is surprising. It's surprising that this I still think this is probably the best episode. You know what else we don't get? We don't get the touching heartfelt moment. Which we said before, we don't need that every episode, and they deliver almost immediately. It's like they're listening. Yeah, I think they are. Should we throw a couple ideas at them? Let's throw some ideas for what they should do for the last four episodes, which I'm sure they have not yet written and recorded and edited. We know they haven't titled them, so... (laughs) Actually, bad news there. We'll get to it. Yeah, what what do you want to see in the last four episodes? Easy idea. Cut out three minutes. Keep us keep cutting them down a little bit. If the very final episode was like a tight five, we would be in August. <laughs> like we're in the streaming era. Make some of these things build off of each other. Every episode doesn't have to be a standalone anymore. This isn't 20 years ago. And it doesn't have to be an ongoing story arc. It can just be that the character arcs make sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or d- don't jump it too quick. You know what I want to see? I want to see laser tag. I want to see Fraser doing I laser see tag. Fucking laser tag. Hundred percent. I want to see Fraser tag. Last time you mentioned that what you think we haven't gotten and what we need is the big centerpiece, the the farce that leads up to some big, massive, crazy moment, and we've just been getting smaller episodes that don't really have that big overarching moment. I thought we were going to get that this episode. And I'd lo- I definitely don't want to end the season without one of those. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we're going to be back next week with another bonus episode. It's episode seven. And the name is Freddy's Birthday. They've apparently uh, announced that. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the theme music. And if you are a fan of Frasier and a fan of this conversation, definitely keep listening as we release our season 10 episodes. Uh, they're definitely a lot of fun, and uh, just do it. Just listen. What do you got going on? You don't have anything going on. Come on. Yeah, get them, Kurt. Take it to them. If you can suffer through these episodes, man, watch. go watch the good stuff. Yeah. All right. See you later. Bye. Did you think this was good, bad, or ugly? Wait, I wasn't. I don't think I was finished. So I'm sorry. Right. You, up you, the point. you were paused for a long time. I couldn't, I couldn't you remember thinking what I was you. trying to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's on you. Uh, yeah, we can move on. I've lost okay. it. Because of you, not because of me. Because of you. I, I have no remorse.